What's up, everybody? Welcome to the world's best podcast with Jack and Reno. I'm Jack. And I'm Reno. And we're two dudes in our mid-20s who don't know shit, but are doing our best to figure this life thing out. We are so glad to have you along for the ride. Let's get it fired up! Good afternoon, sir. Yo. Can you hear me okay? I can. Sounded pretty clear. Yeah, I got my new microphone. I got my new microphone. Yeah, dude. New audio, some professional shit. This is a professional upgrade, baby. So some crazy shit just went down. Did you, uh, I don't know if you've been watching football at all today. Uh, I watched half of the Ravens game. Okay, so anyway, so anyway, uh, (laughs) I just was watching the Bears Saints game. So naturally I put down a little bit of cash Mm -hmm. on the Oregon betting app and, uh, my uncle Patrick was here and he put down, uh, he put down 10 bucks and, uh, at the start of the game, the spread was plus 11 and a half for the, uh, for the, uh, uh, for the bears. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live bet it and it, I got, it, I, the spread shifted up to like plus 12 and a half. So I got plus mm-hmm. 12 and a half. He got plus 11 and a half mm-hmm. and the bears at the very end of the game. They just had no fucking business scoring. Make this like 99-yard drive with like 30 seconds left. Score the touchdown. No time left on the clock. Put him down by 12. So I hit my parlay. Mm-hmm. And then they just don't go out to kick the – or I hit my bet. Then they just don't go out to kick the field goal. So my Uncle Patrick Wait. didn't hit his bet because they just like left the field. They was just, the game was just over and there was no point to kick the field goal. So they just didn't kick it. And he what? lost his bet because they didn't Wait. kick the field goal. Wait, how? Wait, the the extra point. Wait, how is how is he? Because because the spread was twelve. Because he took it. He had an eleven and a half point spread, mm-hmm. and I had a twelve and a half oh. point. And then the New Orleans New Orleans won by twelve. So I won my bet, and he lost <laughs> by half a point. But they literally just like walked off the field instead instead of kicking the PAT because they didn't need it. Because it was the game was over, so they're just yeah. like they just left the field. So it's like not uncommon <laughs> to do that, right? But it's just really annoying when you have a twelve and a half point spread. And right. you win your fucking bet if they right. go out there and kick the field goal. Yeah, that is so funny. Like, it's specifically in that instance, it's funny just because of. I used to imagine your uncle sitting there and being like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> well, the funnier thing is the fact that I was like, I was joking. I was like, "Watch that be the difference." The fact that I got one more point on the spread than you did. Yeah. Watch that be the difference. They got put plus twelve and a half, and then it literally was. I was like, "Dude, too bad we didn't put just a." money line because you can win by like margin of victory and you can like put uh-huh. you could put like cash down on exactly 12 uh-huh. and yeah. it would have paid out like 30 to 1 instead of like yeah so here's but, what i wonder about betting is so you can't do sports betting in that in texas right the like through like the app and same way you can do in oregon there's no texas betting app it's new in oregon but, too by the way it's only been around for a year and a half it was illegal yeah. until a year and a half ago yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh but what I wonder is you'll see like DraftKings. They'll be like, oh, you can bet with DraftKings and you can win millions of dollars. How, so how can you bet on DraftKings in any state on this app, but then you can't bet in any other instance unless you're you know, on an Indian reservation? That's what uh, I, 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 I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't, I, don't, I don't actually even know what the format is of DraftKings. Or like, I know that they win shit, but I don't know if it's like – I don't think DraftKings is like – true betting like i don't think you're just getting odds on games and betting i mean i don't know for sure but i think it's i think it's a totally different format well it's it's not yeah it's a different format because you're betting i know you're betting fantasy 
But I just don't understand how you can gamble in any way. Like basically what they do in DraftKings, from what I understand, is you do a, a daily draft. And so you just you just do fantasy football, but just for the day. And then you compete against, you know, a thousand people or something. So then the pot can get really big. But I don't understand how you how that's legal because that's gambling. I mean, maybe it must be some like crazy loophole they thought of, I guess. Yeah, I, I have I have no idea. I mean, honestly, I just bet with whatever bookie takes my money. If it's illegal, it's illegal. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's right. ready to take the bet. I'm just, I'm like, there we go. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that was the thing that we were, we were talking about before we got on this podcast um, that I've been working on is I'm trying to set this new goal that when I, during the week, when I get up to work, it's it's all down to business. So, because there's probably about two to three hours of goofing around. First thing in the morning? Yeah, first thing in the morning and just throughout the day. Like, I'll take, like, a walk. I'll take a break or uh, I'll have my lunch break. And so, like, you know, yeah, you start adding these things up and it's, it's two to three hours um, of, of, of if I could figure out a way to stay diligent, that I could, I could fit two or three more hours in there. And every day, so you're talking 10, minimum 10 more hours. Because what happens is I'll work on the weekends or sometimes I'll work late if I need to, but I just hate doing that. It just stresses me out the idea that I can't enjoy my weekends because I should be doing something else. And, yeah, uh, that is literally and, the worst thing. And so I was like, how do I, how do I get it in my brain? Because there's a Reno that sets a goal and you can probably relate with this. There's a person that sets the goal and then there's the person that wakes up in the morning and needs to execute on it. And that person is not the same. They don't agree with the, each other. Not at all. The, the person in the morning goes, dude, fucking fuck it. <laughs> just whatever your goals were, man, just don't just forget. It. Just sit and lay in bed for another two hours while you fade in and out of sleep in a really unsatisfying way. <laughs> I know? do not know how to get out of bed. So that's this is the best section we had was is I, the, the only way I can get out of bed is if I have some kind of scheduled commitment in the morning that I want to go right. to because I right. will even bail on scheduled commitments if I don't want to go to them. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, so I have to, so I need something scheduled in the morning that I want to participate in. Golf would be the best solution for me, but like, it's just, you can't even tee off early enough this time of year. You can't tee uh, off till like 7.30 or 8. Yeah. It's just too dark until 7.30 or 8. And then there's frost delays mm-hmm. a lot of mornings. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. Yeah. We yeah. got a couple, we got a round in this weekend. I uh, we got, we got a few holes in this weekend. It's yeah, good. Go. Stay moving. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Fact, I, so uh, one thing we could do, we could, start, we could start doing our wake up calls again. Put that on the Patreon. <laughs> we could. I mean, I would, let's see what time. It doesn't have to be 4 I mean, a.m. Is that going to work for you though? Because because I know you've been changing your sleep schedule a lot. So I thought the whole idea that a regular yeah, no, but I was actually going to bring this up anyway. I thought that I was actually going to bring this up anyway. That I wanted, I need to start getting out of bed. Like I'm, I like I'm getting it. I'm getting it all figured out. I'm getting my sleep programmed. But oh, th- that involves that involves now. I'm ready to incorporate a wake up time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, like, it would I have wasn't because be... I needed to explore it, but now I'm ready. But I mean, like, it'd be easy for you because it'd be like six thirty or seven a.m. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is right. 8.30 or 9. Well, I would be... Because I need to get up around 5.36 or 6. So if it was like a wake-up call. But the thing it is... It only works to, on mine. Yeah, right. It I, just doesn't I, work the other way. I'm not getting up at 3.30. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'd have to figure it out because the way I might do it, I'm kind of thinking how to make it work now, but because the way I could do it is I could just have like certain things that need to be done by the time I call you. And so I can like have, I can just, that'll be sort of my, like my wake up. Cause I have to wake up, you know, at five 30 to get these other things done. And then when I call you, then there's like that bit of accountability because basically what will happen is if I don't, if I don't shower and get these things done by the time we're done with our wake up call, then it's too late to get anything. It's like, it, it would be too late to fit in the shower and all those other things I need to do. So that might be a way to do it. That might be it. That might be it. And I'll just check on you every morning and see, I'll just say, Hey, did you get that shit done today? And you'll say yes or no. I'll be like, what are you going to do different tomorrow? Or what are you going to do the same tomorrow? So, yeah. That's kind of what I need. Cause that's what worked. That's what worked last time is I had orange theory and they yeah, started and you at five o'clock. You could do that too. And I could, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, dude, I, cause what happened is I was getting up so early, but I c- had to go to bed by like eight 30 and that's why I, I stopped working out in the sucks. morning. Dude, dude it it's sucks. like, I, if I ever want to like hang out with somebody, early, I hate going to bed early because you just, it, it ruins yes. your social life. It just ruins your social life. Ruins it, dude. And then, and then you, and then what happens is like, you go out, you hang out with some buddies and you get into bed by at like 10 30, which is a really reasonable time. <laughs> and then, but that's, that just cut into two hours of your sleep. And so now assuming I literally conked at 1030, which doesn't normally happen, take like 20, 30 minutes to fall asleep. So I wake up with five and a half hours of sleep. I'm going to Orange Theory. I'm hating my life. I'm a little bit hungover. I didn't get enough sleep. And now I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> so that's why I stopped doing that in the mornings. But if we did it this way, it might work out. And then let's see, what time would you want to get up? Four, 430? Yeah, uh, 630 or seven. If you're doing seven, that's nine o'clock. I'm already, well, either of those times, I'm already working because I started work at seven. Well, well, what works for you to six, like which, which, which time could you actually reliably take a call or do I have to get up earlier? You have to get up earlier because my, I start work. Okay. What's five. the latest? This you is can really work? interesting. This is really interesting content for everybody. <laughs> Let's do schedule stuff, but no. So the earliest. Well, they call. need to know so they can listen with this our, to our Patreon on the wake up calls that we're posting there we go there we go so okay the latest would be 7 a.m central because i often have huddles for work at 7 30 central which seven that'd be 5 a.m your time Uh, we'll wait a week and we'll think about that that. we'll think about that we'll (laughs) let let that one sit for a few days yeah so so in other news (laughs) But going back to my degeneracy, I'm about to hit my second bet of the day, which I have a parlay between the Lakers winning, and I've got the, uh, I've got the, uh, I've got uh, Cleveland to cover. What does any of that mean? That so I, I don't so, so so parlay means that I basically made two separate bets that I've incorporated into one bet. So they either I, I win if they both hit, but if either miss, then I don't mm-hmm. get it. And so I have the Lakers to win, and I have the um, Browns to cover five five and a half point spread. So they need to either win or lose by less than six points. Got you. And then if both of those occur, then I'm at like it's like three to one odds for that to happen. So like yeah, I put down ten, I'll win like thirty bucks, and it's looking really good because the Lakers are up twenty five, and then the the and then the Browns are up like fourteen. And so that's fourteen. Yeah. So it's, it, at this point, it looks very likely that I will hit, but you cannot count your winnings until yeah, you all, don't know. all the cards. Dude, the dealt. Browns, 
the Browns have gotten so much better. Just like I feel like LeBron James left Cleveland <laughs> and they were like, well, great. We have nothing now. And then the Browns suddenly got good. Like finally. I know, they were so bad for good. so long. So long. Dude, I mean, I can't remember. Like when was the last time? Oh, I think at some point now. they went Hell to the Super yeah. Bowl. Oh, they, like, they went to, to the good. Super Bowl. No, like, well, like the Mike Ditka yeah, days. A long like, time ago. Good. Yeah, like Mike Ditka is literally still famous because of his uh, career with the Browns. Like Ditka? Sounds, yeah. I think he was with the Bears. Or with the Bears. Who was with the Browns? Somebody was with the – Somebody was at the... uh, There might have been a famous running back that ran for the Browns. I don't know that they well, I mean, have yeah, had they very many famous people. One. This is bad. I, should, I, I, I had some – I had I had some uh, Cleveland Browns knowledge, but I guess I don't. Jim, Jim Brown, yeah, Jim Brown, running back, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's, he, he's, he's it, dude. Dude, listen to this. Listen to this. and then Belichick, and then Browns Belichick, players. and then Belichick as well. Dude, dude, wait, listen to this. This is literally how crap the team has been forever. Okay, Jim Brown, Otto Graham, Ozzy Newsome, Bernie Kosar, Lou Groza, and then finally Baker Mayfield. Like literally, I've never heard of. None of those people besides Jim Brown. And then Baker Mayfield is like the sixth most famous Browns player, but that's because he's literally their quarterback right now. <laughs> like they just, they just no, they really, the Cleveland good, Browns. They haven't had a good history. They have not had much. So I didn't know Belichick didn't know was there. Belichick was, was there from 90 to 95. I didn't know that either. Was he assistant coach or something? No, he's head coach. Of the Browns? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why why he switched to the Patriots. So he could go win six Super Bowls. <laughs> but were the Patriots were the Patriots good when he flipped over to him? Uh, the Patriots have been good. For, well, he joined, I think, actually the same year that Tom Brady did. Oh, so him and Tom Brady joined the same year. Dude, here's here's him something and Tom interesting. Brady just, like, my buddies were talking about. Fucking, you know, Tom Brady was a fucking sixth round draft pick. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, round. nobody wanted him. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was like one of the last. He was like 148th to get yeah, picked or something. Nut, nutty. And he, dude, dude, I just love how he is absolutely the best quarterback just ever. And he still is rocking that same buzz cut. <laughs> like, his, I just love the fact that he is just. Dude, the crew cut never goes out of style. Living, he's just living his dream. Dude, he just there's all these there's like all these like really rich football players that just want more and more money and want to have all kinds of bling and different stuff. He does not give a fuck. He goes, my wife is the, one of the hottest supermodels in the world, and I am the best football player that's ever existed. I'm still playing football, getting paid millions to do it. Like, yeah, he's he's that's, he's he's a good he's a good player. <laughs> that worked out for him. That worked out for him. You know what's interesting? My buddy pointed out is he was saying uh, he always wondered, you know, was it the combination? Was it Belichick or was it Brady? And obviously. That's you know this, this success is a little bit more nuanced than that. But what's really interesting is to see the Patriots not doing so hot this year, and then Brady jumps onto the Bucks, the Buccaneers, and all of a sudden they're just crushing it. Yeah, he's just that good. He's that good. It's Which I guess it's al- it's almost like when Peyton Manning joined uh, Denver, and then they just suddenly got really good. <laughs> you know, no, the quarterback like had a star the, I player. Just think the, I, I just I just. I mean, just having a good quarterback is just the most critical thing, not just in talent, but just also awareness and leadership and experience. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, if you have somebody who just knows what they're doing. Also, whoever is the backup QB for the Bucks is they are getting the best master class in being a quarterback right now. You know, because I don't know, you know, he might be in the Bucks like four or five more years like if he really hangs on to it, you know. Um, and then, oh. uh, but then whoever's his backup is probably just getting a great, great training. You know what we need to talk about, actually? Is we because I don't know if I have your full opinion. Well, I think I have some of your opinion on it. But the most interesting news in the world right now, and it's the fact that Trump is banned off of everything. Yeah, this is just this feels yep. way more significant than it's being treated. This feels very significant uh, that the fact that the president is banned off of every single platform. I mean, and, I think it's nuts. That- and the parlor, which is the like the what the right wing right like the conservatives are trying to push as an alternative to Twitter. So people don't get banned. Like mm-hmm. every, like Apple, Google, Spotify, they all said, or like every single uh, like software platform said, yeah, we will not host parlor anymore. So Trump moved the only platform really? that would allow him. And they said, sorry, we will not allow parlor anymore on, any, on <laughs> Apple or Google. Damn. Dude, wait, was parlor. Wait, is, is that made by conservatives? I don't yeah, understand. It's, it's, tw- it's, 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 it's Twitter, but with free speech. <laughs> so they'll they'll take anybody yeah so there's no, yeah so parlor no is like so everyone's kind of transitioning over there but then and so it's been kind of movement but then they ban trump off of everything and then they say we won't host parlor either like they're literally silencing the sitting president for the united states from talking to the people they're like no you're not allowed to talk to the people anymore this is unbelievable you know what's crazy is when you phrase it that way it sounds awful but the thing is looking at the bigger picture i'm not surprised and i literally i don't think it's that bad I think, like, after the storming of the – literally, you had people breaking into the Capitol. Once that happened, I was I was kind of with – I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't blame anyone for banning them off shit. Because if he – because if Twitter bans him and then he moves – then he has all these other platforms to jump on. So every other platform was probably like, well, I don't want to be – I don't want to be the platform that allowed him to be on there. So, all right. So <laughs> you know then – I mean? So do we be logically consistent and then we look at all the protests that have happened – but from uh, Antifa and BLM all year that have been like way more violent and caused way more damage for the last year. And nobody's been, and then like the leaders of that group are not like permanently banned. And it trained, even if you can call Trump a leader to, to this, like, I mean, like obviously he got the crowd fired up and they went there, but it's like, don't you have to be logically consistent if you're going to ban these people? Like, I don't, I mean, the, the, what they believe they're fighting for mm-hmm. Like the fact is, those people believe that the election was stolen, right? And that is something that if mm-hmm. you think that you, if you believe the election's stolen, uh, you better be fucking out there protesting because that's the end of our democracy. That's a huge deal. And I understand the the protests, but breaking into the Capitol, obviously, where ev- where everyone drew the line. Mm-hmm. I think the difference here why so they're why is him Trump banned? Because you're able, Jack. If we're gonna have this conversation. Yeah, gotta let me finish my sentences. I am letting you finish your <laughs> sentences. You did not. <laughs> I'm asking you, why is Trump banned? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, baby. Let's hear it. Okay. Why is he banned? Well, I'm going to answer from the first thing. First question. As well, we got to stay logically consistent. I would say because the fact that BLM is a movement is probably one of the reasons why they can't ban a person. Second of all, I would say that People felt extremely unsettled when a president was at the very least complicit and orchestrated this protest that turned into them 
attacking the capital of the United States. That's a little bit easier conversation. The easier thing to do is ban that guy. Because <laughs> some people feel like it was a coup. And you can't, if you, if, if you feel strongly that there was fraud and it's a stolen election, you can't ignore people that felt like he was trying to incite a coup. Or a coup. What evidence is there that he was trying to incite a coup? A coup. Was it the guy with the well, with the antlers that went in there? The guy, the guy with the antlers. Do you think that guy? The fact if that they were he had the Q, organized, Q, they would send the guy with no shirt and antlers in. Does that look like the face of an organized was, coup to you? I think all the other people who weren't wearing antlers, considered there was only one guy wearing antlers. But did you see these guys' mic shots? One guy these are like antlers. normal fucking people from the Midwest. Like these aren't like these aren't like. They just are caught up what in the moment. What do you think would do a coup? What? What do you think would be inciting in a? Who do you think would be a part of a coup? Do you think it would be just like all whack jobs? Well, I just don't even think what we saw was even remotely close to a coup. Like a coup wouldn't look like this even a little bit. This isn't what a coup looks like. Yeah, I. Well, I don't think it is. People feel that way. I don't feel that way because if it was a coup. I would anticipate a lot. I would anticipate well, the military being involved. Yeah, but you don't just like this. Like the way our government works isn't like, oh, I, I claimed the Capitol building, therefore I'm the government now. That's not how our government works. Like, there's no coup by taking over it the could Capitol. If the mil- it could. The, dis- the powers could of B if don't the military just, like, was involved. just like switch the decision making. Yeah, but they weren't. They were involved actually, and then they stopped the protesters. Right. Trump called in the, co- the National Guard and they stopped the protesters, and he did it pretty quickly. The two hours is pretty good. He, he called but it. It was like it was like the original point. It was like almost immediately after they stormed the Capitol. It was like two hours after he didn't finish his speech. That's when they called in the yeah. So that was good. Okay, so that's good. He did that, but I still understand why they're banning them off platforms. If if there was one guy who was who was like if Antifa was going around and they were and they were storming courtrooms and doing that kind of stuff, disrupting disrupting a major congressional vote and there was one guy who incited it all that guy would probably get arrested and would probably be banned off social media like if this was done on a smaller scale and there was one i clearly identifiable 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 guy I could did you watch his speech and did you feel like that's after you left his speech did you feel like that's what he wanted was everybody to storm the capitol I like this speech. Yeah, but it. like, I so like whose decision was it? Did he? Do you, but like, I, I also think the more likely scenario is it, he just didn't expect that things would get that crazy. I think he didn't expect it. I don't think I he think deliberately wanted the all these way... people to storm the Capitol. I just, I don't think that's what he wanted. <laughs> I think no, he fucked up and got in over wanted. his skis, but I don't also don't think he was trying to incite a coup. No, I, I don't think so. But I think he was part of the reason why you had that many people all up in arms. I'll put it this way. I, he is by far the most significant factor by a long shot that the Capitol was breached this year. You don't think, a fact, you don't think it's a fact that like the most that people have no idea what to believe what's like true or not because the media has like been, been lying about everything for the last four years on both sides, not just the left or the right, like both sides. Cause I feel like, you can't ignore that huge component. The fact that people like, oh, wow, maybe they're believing nonsense, but maybe it has something to do with like none of the news outlets are reporting truth. Like, I feel like that's a major component as well. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't just Trump's fault. There's a lot of other things here. 
And if you just and if you just silence yeah, Trump, not, you know, yeah, it but, might be the yeah, biggest but, mistake you could ever make. Jack, That's just that is I don't see how that who, calms down the seventy million people or the hundred thousand people that showed up thinking that they were stealing everything from Trump and then you ban Trump. That sounds like how you that's if you want more violence, because that's how it sounds like how you get more violence to me. Well, I would disagree with that. I see where your point is because you're like, people are going to freak out and be like, oh, they're silencing our yeah, guy. That's exactly but what they're going to do. Think, I think, yeah, but what I also think though is, I mean, we'll see, I guess. But, you know, a counterpoint to that would be like, okay, well, if he is the, if he is the one who started, who proposed the idea and has been feeding the ideas of fraudulent election, has been feeding into these ideas and for years and years has been touting uh, quite a few conspiracies and the way he communicates things is not intensely accurate. It's usually directionally correct, which can lead to a ton of confusion. If you look at who caused this, you can't ignore the fact that Trump was clearly a massive cause. Is media part of it? Of course. That's why I don't like a lot of medias because for the most part, they're 90% opinion. Like there's not, there's just, there just isn't that much news to fill up 24 hours of content, you know, on Fox, MSNBC, uh, CNN, whatever. There's just really like logistical news. There's not that much of it. So they have to fill it with a bunch of opinion pieces, which is why you'll go on there and people say like the insurrectionist Donald Trump. And it's like, okay, well, the insurre- that label is the opinion part. <laughs> Him being complicit in organizing this march and being complicit in the storming of the Capitol, that's news. But then flipping around and calling it a coup, that's more opinion. You know what I mean? So I think that's the issue with the media. Now, I think that they are also a part of this. But if I could pick one person to ban to stop this kind of stuff, it would be. I, I just I just I just think that banning Trump is the what might prove to go down to be the worst decision that's been made in the last hundred years. Like I think it's that serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I think it's that serious. When Hitler, <laughs> I mean, come on, the last yeah, no, dude, years. I'm dead serious. And if you yeah. like, uh, I'm dead serious, and I will like back that. I will, I will like stand by that claim, and I will, I'll defend Let's it. Let's hear it. No, I want to hear this. No, I want to hear you go on for twenty minutes. It doesn't take twenty minutes, this, dude. It's it's if, way more because you you might no, have a great it's, point. It's, it doesn't take twenty minutes. It's just way more simple than that because it goes it goes down to this. This is the one question that if this turns out to be true, then. Trump's totally been on the right side this entire time and everything is justified. If there turns out to actually be election fraud and Trump is right and everyone else is wrong, which is very possible, and the one thing's for sure is that election is certainly not transparent enough. But if there turns out to actually be election fraud, because I think it's going to take six months to a year to uncover anything that's actually like tangible proof, because there's a lot of evidence, but evidence doesn't equate to proof because you haven't like filtered the evidence. And if you're listening, you're listening to news and being like, oh, all the evidence has been debunked. That's not true. That's not true. There's a lot of the, the, the primary reason they believe there's election fraud is because of the data irregularities that may, might be explained another way. But they're also highly indicative mm-hmm. of fraud. And it's the same methods that you use to find out uh, for financial fraud. And so like if this was if like you were looking at these numbers and this was a financial case, not a voting case. You would look at this and say, "There's almost, the, almost, without a doubt, there's basically fraud here. We just have to find where it is." And so mm-hmm. that's the stage that the Trump campaign yeah. feels like they're at. But it's really hard to find specifically where mm-hmm. the fraud is. That can take a very long time. But if it turns out mm-hmm. there was fraud, then uh, and and like mm-hmm. the DNC was rigging it, and then like maybe you had other countries involved, 
um, then that completely changes the entire picture of what Trump's been doing. That is somebody who is standing up for the freedom of right. America. Those and I and I just and I think it's way those, too early to tell to know if that's true. And the fact that you're banning him, saying that he's a liar, when we when if you could show me evidence that says that, like, because uh, like because there's because this is this is where it's tough. This is where it's tough. Where it's if you look at it, take any one specific claim about fraud, right? Probably a ninety-eight percent chance it's just not true, right? But there's not just one specific claim. There's dozens. And so it's kind of like the situation where you can't really prove it wrong until time has gone by. But what is clear is that you have these data irregularities and it needs to be investigated. And the other thing is, is why the mm -hmm. fuck isn't our election just way more transparent? And why the, why are these questions that are being asked? Like, they'll be like, like one of the ones that bugs me the most is they go, we think that there's fraudulent signatures. And they go, we recounted the votes. Their count was right. And it's like, yeah, but if you just recounted all the ballots that we think the signatures are fraudulent, of course you get the same number. You didn't investigate mm -hmm. what we asked you to investigate. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that's occurring, right? It's like, mm -hmm. well, a fucking of course. You counted, we weren't saying you counted wrong. We're saying that you accepted ballots that were fraudulent. Mm -hmm. That's different. And so if you recount, you don't just suddenly start detecting the fraudulent ballots, right? And so mm -hmm. if Trump is right, and it turns out that the election was rigged. And then now you have Twitter and Facebook and the DNC. And they're, they're, they are cooperating together to silence Trump. That's, that's, that's a problem. That's a fucking problem. That's a major problem. If the cooperation, if, if it's that do level you think of that, cooperation do you, do you and think intention, that there's, yes, that's do, a large So do you problem. think that Facebook and Twitter and them, do you think that they had political pressure to get rid of trump i think that they had pressure from their users would be my guess i don't know about like you, do you are you asking trump do i drives think traffic someone from the twitter DNC? or hurts traffic to twitter if you were to guess i would think that he would help drive traffic to twitter be my assumption. it doesn't feel like trump is some it doesn't feel like having trump on twitter is going to be hurting twitter well, that depends, and and I'll and I'll tell you why. Because if they if a lot of Twitter's users hate the idea, for, if a ton of Americans they go, I feel uncomfortable knowing that Donald Trump can communicate to uh, to his supporters that are willing to storm the Capitol. The fact that Twitter is still allowing him to to incite these folks. Then there's probably gonna be a lot of there's gonna be backlash from the users of Twitter, and that's why I'm guessing they did that. So that's why uh, Shopify stopped him. You know he's not allowed to be on Shopify anymore. You should look at the sites he's banned from. It's pretty funny. I did, yeah. yeah. Pinterest, yeah, he got banned from Pinterest. That's why Spotify. Pinterest banned him too. The Shopify, dude. Shopify or Spotify? Shopify. It's like a. It's is. like a. It's like a. It's like a. <laughs> Grocery service in Trump's band. I, uh, my guess why they did that is probably that you have because if he got kicked off Twitter, then where would he go? He goes some other social. The media. parlor. And so if he goes to and the social media. Parlor off of everything. Then you don't want to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Maybe, maybe that's some other reason. I'm not sure about the parlor deal. Why they're everyone's banning it off their app stores. 
But I don't know the full it's story. It's because there. of Trump. It's literally because it of Trump. In one way, to- I don't care what they're saying. It's because of Trump. Because Parler has existed for four months, and nobody's issued one word of complaint. And then Trump gets banned off everything and says he's joining mm-hmm. Parler, and then they ban Parler. I don't give a fuck what they publicly say. They're banning Parler because of Trump uh, again. <laughs> and if they are, it's probably for the same reason. They don't want the bad press, the bad publicity, knowing that he's active on your uh, that he's active that you are somehow allowing him to be active. No, dude, this is why. This I is mean, why these people literally think he was trying this, to stage this is a coup. Why. Well, they only think that because the the media news media is brainwashing everybody to think that. There's no evidence whatsoever. Uh, to that's that's too easy of an excuse. But you know who controls the news we media? We talked about it's China. Prisons. This is China. About mine prisons, and gonna, that's a mine this prison. is China, dude. Jack, this is. <laughs> I think they're they part of it. They own Joe Biden. But they Jack, own Zuckerberg. You about mine prisons. They own Jack Dorsey. This oh is China. <laughs> they're taking over. It's a war on information. They're taking over. There was one man standing up to China, and his name was Donald J. Trump. And now they've taken him down. They've taken him oh down. God. <laughs> this is this is the, the literally. There's not an explanation that makes more sense. If if. <laughs> Yeah, nothing I've been saying makes I'm any more sense. I'm not saying what yours isn't rational, exactly but I don't that. really appreciate that I'm coming out here with my actual beliefs and you're laughing at them like I'm being a crazy person. I think these are very grounded, reasonable beliefs with lots of evidence. Jack, you got Jack, you got to be ready, man. When you come out saying China is controlling all yep. social media platforms yep. and the media and that Trump is the Yep. Only yep. The American bastion saving the light, the light fighting them. You have to be ready to get laughed at. Oh, I am ready. You got to be ready. ready for that, dude. Oh, you got to set that expectation. But, but I'm, but I'm here. Uh, but that's the claim. Now that's the claim. The claim it, is on the table. What? Here's here's what I think. You do, there is not enough evidence to confirm that. There is just enough evidence in different little ways to make that a suspicion. Now, is there an information war? I think so. I think it's an information war, and I think we've been. I think that's been going on for a long time. And it's not just China that's a part of it; it's everybody. And people know they can control the United States because if you can control the opinion of people, the United yep. States, we as the American people have the ability to change those things. So that's why every country in the world is trying to control yep. the media. Now, do I think it's it is all orchestrated into a perfectly operating machine where they're basically able to fully control the government and everyone in the DNC and the RNC and okay, that's all not my claim. That you just you're you're, 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 you're just no. you're taking a claim that I didn't make. That's not the claim I made. You just took you just took, well, I've heard a lot of claims. A claim. Let's let's hear your no, claim. It's, it's just that the primary the person the primary group that's responsible is China for the reason for, that Trump is banned off of Twitter and social media. And I think it's, I think it goes back to, I actually think that it's it, it just, there's been a whole, the last like year and a half, we've just been losing our, like since, or not year and a half, but since coronavirus hits, we've just been losing our silver liberties and people are just happily giving them up. It's like, I just, you should not be able to ban Trump off Twitter. It's like saying, oh, just go to another platform. It's like, like, like social media has transcended itself and it is now, uh, just a public good and sh- it just should be a right to access for everybody for everybody just period and there's then mm-hmm. free speech and like well here's the question then do you think that the government should be involved 
Because if you're if you feel that way, then someone some government would have to be involved in telling Twitter they can't ban certain people, or the government has to create their own social media. No, we but just we it, all know that would be this, trash. The, so what's the, the, the the piece of legislation that needs to be looked at is that um, that it's just the fact that you have a good that has come that is like that has literally transcended itself in terms of like just being a, like something that we use. This is a utility that's like that's necessary to function in society is access to social media. Like, cause if you, if you take away that platform, you're just, yeah. Like, um, technically like you can still say what you want, but it's like, if you don't have any of the platforms to say it to anybody, which everyone else does, you're effectively silenced. You're completely silenced. And the, and, and, and now mm-hmm. this isn't the fault of Twitter or the fault of Facebook, but the reality is the Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg currently have the power to silence the sitting president of the United States. That is not a society that I'm comfortable with. I do not think that the CEOs of tech companies should individually have the power to silence the president of the United States because that's what, ha- what's, what's, what has happened. Now, is anyone's fault that it came to be this way? No, but we need to fucking open our eyes and realize where the keys to power lie and who holds them and that there are people that we did not pick. We did not get, they did not, we did not elect them and that they are controlling a good that they created and we're thankful for, but it is now, it is an idea that has transcended themselves mm-hmm. and now needs to be regulated as a public good. Um, actually, one suggestion I heard uh, was that you do it um, like one way to regulate it to like have a good regulation is look at it through the view, uh, the lens is like through a medical lens um, and the effects on uh, mental health. And you could have a good argument for that because you have these people that are going on the internet, going on social media and getting sucked into these crazy conspir- like conspiracies like the uh, QAnon conspiracy and all that. And if you like, I think mental health is a great lens to attack these issues where people are believing these wild and crazy things. Um, but the reality, and so it needs mm-hmm. some regulation. And I think, I think that the medical way might be the best, but the reality is, is the adjustment we need to make is that Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg should not have the power to silence the sitting president of the United States. That is not a power dynamic that we want in the world. Well, here's the question. Why doesn't he just Alex Jones it and create his own Alex website Jones gets and like post stuff on there? The views that he does. Like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, but he's not silenced. Dude, he effectively is. But you're, you're talking about silence. Dude, it's like, okay, this is, this is the, this is, this is, it's, it's like, you're the electric company and you say, hey, Jack, you're no longer allowed to use electricity, but you're still like just from us. You can still like rub a balloon on your hair and make static electricity. That's just like the same thing, isn't it? That's literally what this is like. Do you, but Jack, do you really think do you have that little confidence in Trump that if he created a website, he would not get everyone paying Trump attention to it? might be the only person that might be able to do it. Like, but, 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 but Trump's not the only person mm-hmm. getting banned off these websites. Well, are we talking well, about Trump? That's, or are we that's about what this people? whole thing is indicative of. It's for from it's indicative of everybody, dude. It, the fact that Trump is getting banned, like if you have an opinion that that, that, that Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Jack Dorsey don't like, you can just be removed from all the major platforms. And it's not like your opinion is immoral. It could just be it could just be not the opinion they want to be conveyed. Because there's a lot of because I don't believe that the people that stormed the Capitol, I bet there was a lot of them that just probably just got there and were in over their heads. Like they like Trump and then they just you just get caught up, dude. You get in this mob mentality where you protest and you get fired up and then one thing leads to the next and you're in mm-hmm. the Capitol. I just I just think that the psychology of that isn't like 
like you're not high presence of mind after a rally. You're just going to go with the crowd, right? So there's a lot of normal people there. They get sucked into this, right? Mm-hmm. And what you need to have is we need to have platforms with open, free discussion where we can like take down the bad ideas. We don't need to make them disappear because if you make them disappear, then then you well, then then there's ideas that look good that are actually bad that are never allowed to be challenged. And that's not okay. Well, here's the question is who decides not Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey. So would you no, propose a government should, and committee that no, would decide what a bad idea is? I don't think anything is? should be taken off. What what decides a good or bad? You just let it hit the conversation floor. If like the QAnon stuff, like if people were accurate, if the re- mm-hmm. reporters were being accurate, the QAnon stuff would have been debunked so fast. They'd been like, oh shit, there's a hundred thousand people that believe this. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of just like calling it some crazy thing, maybe we actually just address a few of the points and show how they're not real. But nobody was doing that. They just kept calling it crazy. But the people that were seeing it, they're just like they don't see why it's crazy because they're just going because like nobody's taking the time and effort to debunk it. Mm-hmm. So instead of just, and they go, we're just going to remove this from the mm-hmm. platforms. It's like, that doesn't help the fact that you have a group of people that already believe this. What you need to do is you need to bring things to the light and evaluate them. And so when, and so that's why freedom of speech is mm-hmm. probably the most important thing to the American history is the fact that people can say things that are controversial and we need to keep that right. That's just, the, there, I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything more important. I really believe that because it's like, if you don't have that mm-hmm. ability, then um, there's going to be just ideas that are going to be allowed through that are in the name of moral righteousness. Because you can literally hide any idea, but like, like you can just package it in moral righteousness. And then it's like that idea can never be touched. Right. And then if that idea can never be touched, it's like, mm-hmm. what if it's a really bad idea? Like, for example, the ad- idea in Soviet Russia that it was like, that it was immoral to ever have somebody work for you. And then what did they do? The first thing I did is they like, they they arrested all the engineers and all the capable people inside because they were the people that had more money and had employees. But they said, no, it's immoral to have an employees. But this was the moral mm-hmm. idea. So to challenge it was immoral. And then you let like some of the biggest mass starvation in history mm-hmm. under the guise of whatever we thought was the moral good idea. That's how they packaged it. And so if you don't have free speech, you don't have people mm-hmm. there to say like, hey, maybe this mm-hmm. is actually fucked up. Then then you then you open yourself up to mm-hmm. this 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 uh, vulnerability to get hit by these things and silencing donald trump is the beginning of that is the it is it is just like that that power should not lie with those entities and so and then you have joe biden like mm-hmm. like you have the next president coming in here and instead of like trying to have any unity is just calling everybody that broke it like bro- like all these people like thugs and criminals it's like Dude, this is the same issue. I actually this huge issue with uh, on the the right wing media too. I hated that when they phrased BLM that way, and Trump did this too. And I really didn't like Trump did this that they made them look like the enemy. It's like no, these are people. There's a lot of people here that are actually out there protesting for a very real, true cause. And so when you dismiss the whole thing as like thugs or because of the the, the extreme people that did it bad, it's like we never get anywhere because there's there's a point to this thing. Now mm-hmm. they're not maybe maybe they're, the extreme people mm-hmm. aren't articulating the point too well. But there's still a point here, and we need to address it. And it's the same thing that the people at the Capitol. There's still a point here that's that that it's like half of America thinks this election was fraudulent, and and like like the, the, and it feels like everyone's just ready to ignore that and not even dive into our election system. Be like, yeah, it worked great. It's like really half of America believes it's fraudulent, and you're not going to do a major overhaul to make sure that it's transparent in the future. Because that just because like 
There needs to be more mm-hmm. transparency. Even if there's no fraud now, there clearly needs to be more transparency to just make mm-hmm. the, make everybody comfortable with it. Democracy doesn't work if you don't feel like your vote's being counted properly. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work if pe- the pe- people mm-hmm. don't feel like there's two components. One, that, that your vote is counted properly. Two, that it feels like it's counted properly and that you trust that it is. And if half America doesn't feel that way, democracy's out. It's out the window. Mm-hmm. And then you can't just silence the person, the only person like that's on your side. That's just going to, all that's going to do is drive conspiracy. Mm -hmm. I think the idea of investigating the election, I think sounds like a great idea. There was a committee and their whole job was to make sure that the uh, election was secure and to investigate each election every year (laughs) and every different election, you know, start off the president's presidential election. Or just make it more transparent. I mean, so, that, that's the biggest thing. It's just like, why, why, like, why are, why are the voting machines like, why are they foreign companies that are making the voting machines? Like, maybe that's a normal thing, but it just feels better if we're just using voting machines that were made in the USA. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about it, but I would rather. I mean, for me, I feel weird I about any of it being. Electronic. I think they should count by hand because sometimes I look at the idea of like. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if it was if you could do it by phone, send them a convenient, and then you would get like insane voter turnout. But the problem with that is that anything that's connected to any sort of network is like is vulnerable in some way. I don't know how vulnerable. Everyone I know that's a CS major or like does those computers just always says they. Everyone I know that knows about like computers says that online and doing anything online with the voting elections is the worst idea. That's all I know. I just know that every single person I've ever met that knows about computers or like was yeah. CS, they say voting online is an awful mm-hmm. idea. So I'm just going to kind of try there. There's not a lot of deviation yeah. from that. All the experts there tend to agree. So I will trust the experts because they all agree. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds good to me. I would, I would rather, I mean, if it's paper, I'd rather do that. It sounds good to me. And then the mail-in thing I think can be fixed. Well, I'm fixed. From what, from what I understand, it's actually pretty secure. I mean, we did it in Oregon for years. And like literally our buddy's mom studied it. And she was like, yeah, works out well. Could study it more. I think that any issue, if there was any voter fraud by mail this year, it was probably because there were states that just have never done it before. And they just, it was like their first time doing it. And they just clearly didn't follow what Oregon does. Because Oregon yeah, hasn't been doing it for 15 years. <laughs> so, but I think if there's a committee, if there's a committee that investigates it, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know why that wouldn't exist. Sounds good to me. We'll get someone investigated. They'll, they'll look at it. Do I think that there is an involvement by foreign ent- entities? For sure. I think that, I think that at the end of the day, all governments and the U S is also a part of this. All governments want to alter the world in a way. Yeah. There's for sure people trying. No, nobody right? doubts so that. Like every, nobody, like I think everyone, every action we at do. At the very least, other countries are trying to fuck with our elections. Right? You think Iran doesn't have some interest in one candidate mm-hmm. or the other? And you don't think that they're going to try to influence that? Or Russia or China? Everyone yeah, wants... Everybody's, everybody's yeah. gotten... Everybody has it. Everybody... We're the number one military in the world. People want to make sure that those guns are yeah, pointed exactly. <laughs> away from them. So every country in the world has an interest in influencing literally the strongest military in the world. So you get some investigate, it sounds good to me. Now, I think the biggest moral dilemma of our time 
is is handling social media and handling it in a lot of ways. Um, one being, this is kind of is like kind of a crazy thing, but the idea of how do you defend against malicious idea actors or you know if you have someone who has a they're intent on getting a lot of people to think something exists or something is real that is simply not real. How do you decide that that person is intentionally trying to add chaos to the system, mislead people and get them to believe in something that is proven not to be true? So how do you decide that that idea shouldn't be on the platform and how you decide if that person can be on that platform because clearly there needs to be some sort of regulation on it but the question is how do you do that who gets to decide what you know who is inciting violence and what ideas are good and bad because once you get there that's a terrible thing because you don't want someone deciding what ideas are good and bad and so i think that's the biggest moral question is how do we handle social media's massive impact on how people think or at least well, how people one, group I, I think that's i actually think that's exactly the question we need to be asking and you identified that really well and i think one important part of that like one thing that's clearly not helping is that like like the ai programming okay have you uh, actually here's a question have you used tiktok at all so tiktok <laughs> their algorithm literally you never leave the like front the first page of tiktok and all it does is just automatically go to the next video over and over again. And your whole screen is video. You're never mm-hmm. picking your video. Mm-hmm. And it just figures out what you want to see just mm-hmm. by one video after the next. And it just delivers you the content you want to see all based on I never like anything. I just It's just mm-hmm. all based on how long I'm interacting with it or if I go back to it or, you know, whatever. They just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I've heard. I've heard their and it, so it's is, like is like insane. So if smart. it's like, like it one issue is obviously if it's programmed to only ever show you. Uh... Sorry, I'm getting distracted because these TikTok trends are ridiculous, and it's just like they just have all these fucking eighteen year old girls just like shaking their asses, just like dancing and shaking their butts. It's like what the fuck, dude? No, dude. It TikTok is that because what happens is that if you're a good looking girl, you can just make dances, quote dances. And they're not even because at the end, like this big bank trend where like the girls like, go, girl. oh, look <laughs> around, I got a big bank. And then they jump back and then just like shake their big ass. It's just like, who made this? This is like, this is like, why are all these girls doing this? I mean, I enjoy watching every single one of them, obviously. That's why, I, like, I'm definitely the target audience for this shit, but it's like, holy shit. But it's mind-blowing they can do this. So one thing that they clearly need to figure out is, like, we need to make sure that people aren't getting too far into rabbit holes and that the algorithm isn't just, like, fueling the fire of ridiculous beliefs. Because that's kind of what happens right now. If you get down a like, rabbit hole, you're only going to see videos that confirm the belief that you're, like, going into the rabbit hole. And that's an issue, right? And that's just mm-hmm. – and that's, that's an mm-hmm. example of AI just working in a way with major unintended consequences. So another way would be to pop, pop, like another potential way, which I don't know how you could ever argue that for, for is it, like I don't know how you would ever regulate this, but to say no machine learning on social media, right? Which would change everything, 
because that's literally why it functions as well as because of machine learning. Right. But if you could just say, yeah, sorry, you cannot use machine learning mm -hmm. to, to predict human behavior or influence human behavior. That would be a major law. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that, that's actually, that's actually not a bad idea because that sounds crazy now, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the engineers working on this and I'm sure they're using machine learning and AI to make, to develop the app faster and create a better experience because essentially um, to a computer programmer, uh, AI is what a tractor is to a farmer. Like it just, it does a lot of the work for you. And so, and so I, you know, there's probably be a lot of pushback from people who, if we I don't think that's a realistic that, goal. Like, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think learning that, AI I don't know if does all the work for because us. AI is so embedded but in those I, software. I think it could like it's, and, I mean, that would be a good, now here's, here's a question we could do is what if, so in order, cause you, you want to stop, I think you identified a good problem or, uh, or identified a problem. Well, is the rabbit holes and you get sucked into those for like two hours. So I almost wonder what if you have these social media platforms and this includes YouTube, all that stuff, anything that sucks people in is maybe you have some sort of rule. It's like, listen, if, if they, if you identify a rabbit hole, they're going down after like 20 minutes you got to redirect them. You got to, you can't be showing Like if they're going down this rabbit hole of like, I'll just pick something dumb, flat earth. Right. And so they go down this rabbit hole, of flat earth and they've been in it and they're, and they're, I feel like that's the AI or machine learning. They can pick that out and go, Oh, <laughs> this person's going down a flat earth hole. Let me redirect them. Let me put put up some puppy videos or some other shit that they're interested in. And maybe that sacrifices, you know, in the short term, some of the content consumption for these platforms. So but I the think problem that's there what we is, I mean, and this is a complex issue and I'm not, then uh, there's no doubt about that. This is really complex. And I'm not saying that I have the solution. The only claim I'm making about the thing that should not exist in the world that we need to change is that I'm not even making the claim that somebody like Trump should never, ever be banned off of social media, right? Like I'm like, you know, maybe there are cases where that's absolutely necessary. My claim is, that it should not be in the hands of the decision maker should not be Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. That is where mm -hmm. I take issue. Those two individuals have mm -hmm. so much power over the structure of society and how we're influenced and how we're being influenced. And mm -hmm. like literally, cause like not only can does the mm -hmm. social media figure out what you want, it can also program you to like new things. Once they have your baseline, they can program you to like new things as well. And so the amount of power that has inadvertently been placed in mm -hmm. these individuals' hands that we have not elected or not vet, I don't feel vetted properly, is that's mm -hmm. where I have a major issue. And so while, you know, maybe they're, mm -hmm. they're like, because we already have a way to kind of silence people effectively. Like if you go to jail, you're pretty much silenced, right? You can't tweet, you can't do anything. You're silenced. And yeah, maybe those people should be silenced. Mm -hmm. my, just, my claim is, or my, my argument is that it should not be in the hands of Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and obviously a few other people to band together and make this decision and remove Trump from the thing. Because that is, that is, that is, that is because that one, that the other thing that goes against is a uh, innocent and proven until proven guilty. That's the exact opposite. We're literally treating him as guilty until somehow he can prove himself innocent, which is we are founded on opposite values of that. It's very important that we are. And two, it disrupts, it disrupts free speech. And you can say, well, it's on a private platform. It's like, Twitter and Facebook and social media have transcended that. And they are, that's like saying, um, 
like you can never have access to uh, phones anymore and saying I'm not hurting your speech. Like it's just it's just beyond that. That tech, this technology has grown beyond the creators mm-hmm. and it needs to be treated like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So would you argue that there should be a public committee in charge of the company? Nah, public committee doesn't sound like the better solution either. What I would say, what you what you what you need to do and this is true for most political issues is you need to find, you need to find an axiom that you can kind of measure the influence of social media and then make the laws and rules around this like axiom. That's not disputable. Like for instance, the, the machine learning, that's one that kind of solves all the problems, but the one it doesn't solve is that like, that's obviously how the companies make all their money is because of machine learning. And so to remove that is also like, you might destroy the entire thing by removing that component of it. Right. And so that's not, well, I think, I think at the, I think at the end of the day, here's the hard part: is if if you were to nationalize, that's when the government just takes yeah, over, I'm not a company, this, right? You nationalize a company. That's like that's like that's like what China does, right? And so then they can they control that's every company over every company. From what I've heard, this is a, I was only told by one person this, so it might not be true. But the, basically, the the People's Republic, basically the government, the Chinese government owns 50% or more of basically every company that starts in China. So, um, so you can control that. Right. So, but you, so you don't want to do that. Right. So you want you basically, you want to be able to let these private companies operate how they want to operate one, because it creates a better experience. And two, you don't want the government to be able to keep controlling more and more things about you, especially your ideas. So then, but then you have the issue where there's the social medias are, Basically, as as a new social media platform comes out, it gets absorbed by the larger social like social media companies such as Facebook. So, when Instagram comes up, you know they scoop that up, and different little things, different little apps come up, and they scoop it up, and they scoop it up, or they get rid of it by creating their own similar idea, like TikTok. That you know, Facebook's trying to get rid of TikTok by well, doing Trump reels. Well, Trump was the first one to post like TikTok because he said they were mining too much so, data. He wanted to ban TikTok immediately. He wanted to ban TikTok immediately. Yes, that that is true. Yeah, that's true. That's why I don't have that's I don't have TikTok because everyone said it was my, taking so much of my data. So it's like, okay, I don't want that. But so, but the question is, and so you run this problem, I think, because you have these large social media corporations. So essentially, all these social medias all filter to the top, where you have a couple people making these decisions. And so the question is, you know, well, how do you stop that? How do you make sure that there's always a platform that people can communicate on because i think anyone who has an idea should be able to communicate it and then and if it's and if it turns into a cult and it starts getting too big once it gets violent then you've broken the laws of basically being violent you can't do that we don't like that so i almost wonder if you need to break up the large social media companies because then if decide oh i don't like this guy or this person then they can go Problem on the other natural monopolies the same platforms. way like garbage and electricity like all these are things these are companies that function best as an monopoly, right? Like, like it doesn't make sense to have multiple garbage comp- industries here. It works best if you have uh, one well, garbage company that runs the city. It's just like the monopoly is a more efficient route. And so the same thing with social media, the reason it's a natural monopoly is because for every single user you gain, it, it increases the value of the overall site. So you have the maximum value when you have the most people participating on the same site. And so it's, so it's a natural monopoly in the sense that you can't just like 
split people up and be like, oh, you just go to this platform, you go to this platform, this platform, because the the sum of the five platforms you're splitting into is not as great mm-hmm. as the how as the uh, net positive if they're all combined into one. So that's what I mean by a natural monopoly. Yeah, and that's true. And but I think with the goal of splitting it up. Yeah, and I and I think you know if you split them up, they would all everyone every user would start picking different ones. I think the goal of splitting up is you have more people that are involved in decisions because right the issue is not that necessarily people are being kicked off a platform. No one cared. No one cares if Obama or Trump gets kicked off Pinterest. Like no one really gives a fuck about that. But when they can kick here's, off everything, here, that's an here. issue. And so that to me, actually, actually, I think the bigger here's the bigger issue is that is that someone can kick, get kicked off every platform and have no yeah, way to communicate. Happened. That I could see being an issue. I understand why they did it. And I think it's a major issue. issue. There's, there is an issue there. I understand why they're doing because it. Of the Chinese, I understand why yeah, because of the Chinese, Chinese government. The I Chinese know why government. they're doing it. And I don't feel too bad about right? it. Right? We're on the same page there. That because the Chinese government is trying to overthrow <laughs> I mean, Trump they, on the page, right? That's why they're doing. I it. think they. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I think that they. I think that they are part of it. I mean, part of it. I'm not going to go ahead and take away everyone's agency in all of the United States and say that they're all brainwashed all by the Chinese government. I'm not going to assume that everyone is that brainwashed and take away all of their civil liberties and their ability to think for themselves. I think that I would assume that China, Russia, these different countries are involved somehow nefariously in these selection, things like that. Uh, here's yeah, here's, here's fix, what I would do. I don't if know I had to fix, use the power, and so this is probably the dumbest decision because most you of know, banning or keeping certain people on a platform. Uh, but this is what I would do is I would basically make, okay, so I would say there's a certain, there's, there's content that you just say, this is not allowed. All right, you got algorithms, like like one right child porn every new platform the fucking child pornographers show up and they start trying to do it and then they get like banned right and they've got good ai to detect that and like not allow it like obviously there's more category like but then like also like any calls to violence boom there's just content that's Mm -hmm. auto deleted any mass banning or moving from the someone Mm -hmm. someone from the platform i think that belongs in the court Mm -hmm. of law not the not the not as a decision of the headquarters of the company and how do you shift that and then like still maintain because like because like how do you say well this is getting involved and it's like no 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 we're treating this like a domain um we're just treating this like like the, the territory on social media we're treating it like a public park basically it's just a public utility that everyone has equal access to and the only way you get removed access is if you seriously break the rules but that's not the decision of twitter or um facebook is through the court, court of law and a jury your peers, and then you can be banned. Like that's like I think that should be a, a removal from social media should be a consequence in the court of law, not as a result of Dude, imagine what the though. company's saying. Because I think it's not much of a public good. Imagine, imagine that though that someone getting banned, like you literally well, had to go. No, to, it would be criminal charges only. Lawsuit would lawsuit would get you there <laughs> to get someone banned off a charges. platform. As opposed to that power. Well, there's some. The, the, but the, it's the, the, okay. I don't need the word games. But <laughs> you have to go treating, to court. But you're redefining to get it as a private, private company, company. To a public good. I wouldn't imagine that would scale very well. 
So then, so that you because would, so wait, the what's government the doesn't that and nationalizing own it. these companies? It's, it's, just, it's just a decentralized public good, right? So like nobody owns it. It's just a thing that exists. It's like nobody owns the air we breathe. We just all breathe it, right? Like it's just like, it's just this, no, nobody is, no single entity is in charge, but there, mm-hmm. but there are ways to like through the court of law, somebody can be banned. There's like, we know how to remove people, but everybody has equal access rights. Well, here's something we could do is instead of is, is having it, there be protections for people getting banned off all platforms. For instance, there, so the one control you would have is saying, Hey guys, like giving citizens some way of some government protected recourse, if they're getting unjustly banned off all communication platforms. Now, if there, if there was some way to do that, that might not be a bad idea because then the government isn't controlling Dude, the they're not controlling the entities in my They're scenario, basically blocking one specific the, the, They're not at all. Take. The only, the, actually, the only thing they're saying is you're not allowed to ban anybody. The only way anyone gets banned is if they're found guilty in the court of law. And the court of law, that's not like, and that's not like anyone like like that's the court of law is so, that's, that's, you're being evaluated by okay. a jury of your peers so there's a jury of non-biased peers like because that's the how the court of law system set up and it's pretty good that come in and they evaluate mm-hmm. like are you a threat because of your usage on social media and they say like well mm-hmm. yeah you're a threat we you are not allowed to participate for two years like that's just that's just the deal mm-hmm. you, this is a public good that you're using you're not allowed to participate and and, mm-hmm. and so it's this isn't like this isn't like, I mean, obviously there's yeah. always going to be political pressures, yeah. but the court of law does pretty good for the most parts. But it's like, it's not like, but that's so much different than Mark Zuckerberg designing or Jack Dorsey. That's so much different. Yeah. Now, now, the, now that I do like the idea. The only problem that runs you so far is going to be how you scale that. It doesn't even quick. And how, and the speed of that. Because, well, if you have someone who yeah, is so it's the same thing you do. You can, you can arrest people thing, you're on charges get them off before the they're convicted, quick. and then you post the bail. So it's the, I mean it's the same. The mechanism's already there. So you post the bail. All right, access to your accounts, five million dollar bail. If you tweet once, you you tweet once, then you forgo the bail, and then until this is solved, so you could be suspended still through this process, right? Um, but if you yeah. So instead of being permanently banned, people would be so basically these companies could still suspend people. No, but in order the companies, to the companies, the, platform, the companies don't have that power. They They're have removing to all powers of the company. Proving the court of law, the company gets no say on who gets to use the platform. Everyone gets to use the platform. That's the default. That's the default. Everyone gets to use the platform. That's the default. So would they? If somebody so, so is would, charged in the court of law so, for misusing social media then you can remove that from them the same way you remove any other rights for criminals. That's what I'm proposing. So the court of law is the only decider of like the only one that gets to remove it. So would, but the, all the decisions on how the social media is run, yeah. the, I mean, the company like gets to make idea. all those decisions. Just, they can well, advertise well, the it. They, want to. they can do everything they want. They got, all the government is doing is saying you have no right to ban people. This is a public good. This is transcended. The only way anyone's going to get banned is if they are if they are indicted in the court of law for 
uh, illegal doings that are is like clearly inciting violence. Like they clearly are breaking the rules of free speech as we know them, which are like, you know, like fire in a movie theater isn't allowed. Like you can't yell fire in a movie theater. You can't have direct calls to violence. If they're breaking these rules, then then it's the court of law that decides and not Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey. Now in order to Well, now the issue there is that you know there'd be no more an uh, no one could be anonymous. Because if you have Twitter user XX sixty nine and you go, We need to ban these people, um, you know, submit charges against them or get a warrant work, you know, and then Twitter works with the police and they get a warrant for the social media arrest of Twitter user XX sixty nine. They would have to figure out sure, who that you is, could, you know, you, and then like, they would have to put you don't them have on a right to anonymous accounts. So you could say like this only applies to user verified accounts that are clearly represented by a person that we that is known and recognizable. If somebody's choosing to do it anonymous, Twitter can have the first day. Like obviously it can be nuanced, but the but the but the, like because you don't necessarily get rights to all your fake accounts. You just you get the right to represent yourself online. That's it. So, like, if there's an account that's, like, not, like, somebody didn't put their name in or they don't know if it's a real person and they're tweeting all this shit, mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, you can ban that account, right? But as an overall, like, access to the platform, that should be a right that can't be taken away by, except for mm-hmm. by the government. I just think it should be a fundamental right. I mean, it just, it's just, that's mm-hmm. how, that's where social media is in the world. And if you don't do that, you're basically allowing you're basically limiting the, yeah. the, the, the speech that you're allowed to hear. Cause that's like a lot of most, a lot of the media I consume is from Twitter. Right. And the, a lot of people I follow um, are basically being like, like their, their tweets mm-hmm. are, even though they're the ones I'm most interested in. Um, I see a smaller percentage of their tweets because of uh, what, what uh, like, and it sounds like a conspiracy, but it probably is, but I see a much lower volume percentage of their tweets, even though they're the only ones I want to see because they're like right leaning. Whereas, like, literally every single time Nancy Pelosi tweets or Chuck Schumer's tweets, it shows up on the top of my fucking feed. Like, literally every single time. Trump's tweets, I was seeing maybe 5% mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And I would go to his page every yeah. day to check his Twitter, but, it, like, they, Twitter wouldn't mm-hmm. auto-put it in my feed. Right? It's like, that is broken. I should be able to consume mm-hmm. the media... But so I'm still saying Twitter should still have that right. Well, if you treat they like a public good, people off the thing. On the, yeah, then you then you'd be putting more powers the platform on them. unless they are like in the court of law. It's just that decision. I it's not their fault. Mm. Again, it's not Jack Dorsey and, and Mark Zuckerberg's fault. And I'm not surprised that they're going to try to hang on to this power. But the reality is, we shouldn't have a society that gives that much power to individuals that were not selected by the public. It's just that's it's transcended them it is their, their idea has transcended what we should allow any individual to have power over mm-hmm. see i almost think that we would want someone to have legal recourse because someone who's just posting a bunch of child and pornography, i said that i, think I, I literally Jack said Dorsey that at the very beginning i said Mark Zuckerberg should have absolute power just get rid of them immediately yeah. like you're on the platform and this is a terrible thing no, I know. I'm not accusing you of anything. I know. I know. That's why I use that example because <laughs> you brought it up. Um, and so I think they should have the ability to just immediately give it to those people. And they just, they don't go through any court case. They just go, yep, this person 
they are obviously there's going to be a clear cut case but, but like the boom but they're not done. that's not the, that's Seal that's it. not where i have issues with the clear cut cases now it's for the ones that are not obvious now but, but well i know and but but what i'm saying here is let's build this to to scale of the problem it's solving because if our only issue is that a few select our only That's issue right. is a few select people i can hear whatever you're doing by the way <laughs> but uh um because their issue right is that there's a few select people that are getting banned off these platforms right that's it's not like there's not like hundreds of thousands of people getting banned and we're annoyed about that it's a few select people so i almost feel like a solution should be scaled that way whereas opposed to facebook having to open you know 2000 court cases against people to ban them off their platforms that they should just be a legal recourse where essentially you can go, you know, Hey, that was bullshit. You banned me off these platforms and I have some sort of government protected government backed way of going through the legal system to be reinstituted onto these platforms because that feels like it's scaled. That might, that feels like that sized so, proportionately. One, I don't problem. think you're going to have a lot of issues with the Twitter you know I and mean? a lot of people anyway. And yeah, it's just a few people. But it just so happens to be the most important person in the entire fucking world they just banned. Literally the most powerful person in the world is who they banned. As far as access to shit. And like the person that I want to know what he's thinking more than anybody on the planet is who they banned. Yeah. So it's not like random few people. It's like very specific people with the obviously very targeted effect. But, but the problem with what you're describing is that right. Jack and uh, Mark can still ban people at will. And then you have to like go through legal, like legal recourse to get it back. That's guilty until proven innocent. You, we are innocent until proven guilty. Here, you keep your rights until they prove that they have that there's evidence that you've done something wrong. You don't. They don't get to take away your rights, and then you have to prove you're innocent. That's not how it works. That's just not how it works. Yeah, but the effect. Well, the the one the way you propose that someone would gets to basically be where they would arrest them in some way social media arrest them and then they're kicked off the platform while they go through the legal yeah but that's called being indicted on charges so they would still be kicked they could still do the same thing to trump indicted on charges means that there's sufficient evidence to warrant an arrest that is legal and justified sure right that doesn't just mean like that doesn't mean I I can't I can't just be like oh Reno murdered somebody and they go arrest you sure. and you're indicted yeah, on murder. I see what you're saying. There has to be sufficient evidence to allow for a court case, right? So, like like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you so in order to do a it full should not ban be easy off, to ban somebody. It should be really difficult is, and is, it should be a headache and it should be a nightmare. Is what I'm saying. Well, here's what I wonder: is I see I see. Obviously, there's things that you can do that will warrant insta ban that you could do with algorithms. Okay, obviously, that warrants an insta ban. Okay, that's, that's but this like we're talking in the realm of what's really happening here. So, but if somebody tweets the fraudulent mm-hmm. election, we should go protest. That's not mm-hmm. that's not something that that's not a tweet that should be hidden or silenced at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I'm, and like I said, I don't think that I have solutions. Mm-hmm. 
but there are clearly pro- there problem are problems here. That how do you not give the government too much power? I, I, I've said what it is. It's the fact that all this power sits in Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg's hands. I'll say it a million times. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's not, that's a problem. That's just, I don't, I don't know what the solution is, but that mm-hmm. amount of power should not sit in those two individuals' hands who are not um, elected. That's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So to be, yeah, I mean, yeah, so you just got to build. So this, some solution would have to be built to basically prevent that sort of thing happening. Although, can't the, the president can't be? Yeah, that, I mean, that's what the impeachment process is. Charges? That's like the whole idea behind it. There, well, there's a possibility to, like, Trump resigns things. the next week and has Pence pardon him. For anything that he met, like, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's on the table. But the problem is, is like, <laughs> no like, way. I, like, I don't know if the legal action, like, like, I just have heard that speculated. I have no idea. Well, I'll pardon him for what? Like, I, what I, I have no idea if it's actually true. But like, the question I've heard asked is like, can you pardon somebody for like, yeah, like, do you have to pardon somebody for a specific crime, or can you pardon them for like, basically, you're just pardoned from all crimes that may have incurred up until this point, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if there's crimes that hadn't been covered yet, you're just by default pardoned. Um, because the Dems are going to go after, right, they're going yeah. to send every single thing they can at Trump to try to arrest him. Yeah. I don't know about that. They're going they're Yeah. Yeah. And so that, and so it's like, and I don't think, yeah, I think, so. I don't think, I that's, think that's absolutely going to happen there. I mean, he's done a lot as president, a lot of good. He's done a lot of good as president. Yeah. He fucked up at the Capitol, but he did a lot of good. Well, but you got to. Well, he'll be fine though. If if the legal, you know, I mean, he's basically oh, I don't not something But I still think it's possible that he just doesn't had, want to deal with any. He's of had criminal he charges says, and hey, Pence, I'm resigning charges against him week. his whole life. I would like you to resign or just pardon my me and my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do every. I also yeah. don't know the extent of the pardon. Like, can you challenge it? I don't know. I don't even know the veto. Even the veto. Can be overridden by Congress, so can you override a pardon? I don't know. That'd be a question. Because that would also be a situation where, like, if, because if Trump literally, if he really did provably anything criminal or anything bad, you wouldn't want the president to have the ability to totally skirt all legal systems. By like resigning and then having the vice president <laughs> pardon him, you know what I mean? Like if we quickly went to a world where he did enact, where he did enact crimes and he was a criminal, uh, you wouldn't want to live in a world Ford where he could just totally skirt for, the legal. Was never process. formally charged with Watergate, you know, but he said every single thing. But he pardoned him over any life. possible cr- crimes connected to Watergate. Yeah. Really? Oh man. Yeah, see, even that, like, I don't really like that either. It depends. I mean, if you're if, you, if you're also in the seat of the president, because like, the of seat the way, of the president yeah, has I mean, powers that transcends. That, I think that proves my point. Like, that that's there, a problem. There are things that happen <laughs> that I think look like the president's fully culpable. I'm not saying this is related to any situation with Trump, but there's things that can happen while you're the sitting president that you look like you're fully culpable, but really it was just like, you know, other people leveraging the power of the president and you kind of fell victim to it. Like, like you weren't conscious that you were committing a crime. Like, like it's just such a powerful seat mm-hmm. that like, I think that yeah, it'd be pre- it, 
the yeah. pretty much I think that you could I bet I would bet that you could make a case for some of the things that each president did that ended up being a mistake that you could say are just crimes. And if you look, just look at literally any war decision, you go, look how many people died because of what the president did. Like, I bet you could make a case to just fuck every single president because of their mistakes. But you also, but it's just like, mm-hmm. that's just the nature of the job is that you're going to make mistakes, decisions mm-hmm. that have. Yeah, like war crimes or something. That are just very high that of like the the risk reward ratio and like the the risks are going to be the, the decisions you make are going to the like lives are going yeah. to be at stake several times in your presidency and you don't always know what the best course of action is and yeah. so you like shouldn't be able to like go to jail for that right if you were acting in the best interest right. of the country or what you believed was right but then how do you de- delineate between that and then something that's clearly nefarious you know what i mean like that's the question that i have is like that's absolutely true right i wouldn't want a, a president to, to basically they have to answer for every single thing they did that anyone wanted to sue them over yeah, obviously you know what i mean but then, well nobody's making that but you can't be I'm completely exonerated of every single thing you ever did yeah, you know yeah. What i mean so i'm wondering where that balance yeah, I agree is with that. No, I'm making that claim. That's what I'm saying is that shouldn't exist. And it seems like that held within the power of the pardon. Yeah, it so doesn't that's look like there's a lot of the pardon. What the balance is. I, I think that would work just fine. You know what I mean? Of the pardon. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Trump is still going to be in the news for the next four fucking years because he just is the news at this point. What did they talk know. about before Trump? I don't know what means. literally all they ever talk about. Forms have to talk about besides Trump. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what, what was I the news like no before idea. Trump? I can't even remember the news before Trump. I, I know. I mean, I know from the little Fox news, <laughs> I remember some of the news about Obama and they, were made, they called this fist bump a terrorist fist jab. I remember, <laughs> I remember that. And then I remember they reported when Obama wasn't uh, born in the United States and then he'd bring his long form. I never I remember that, but even Trump was part of that. So I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what CNN and MSNBC. I don't know what they were talking about. But I was also really young. I didn't really pay attention. So they could talk about anything. Probably the war in Iraq. They did, they they had nothing they until talk about Trump. All the time. No, we don't hear about any Probably of that. The only interesting because thing. it's going really well. But now, the, but now in the Middle East, we don't even hear about going that. Really well. That's why we're not hearing about it. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna keep asking Biden what flavor yeah. of ice cream he's planning on eating this weekend. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna talk about. <laughs> I don't really know what they're gonna talk about, but uh, we'll find out. Yeah, I I, oh, I for sure we're gonna see we're gonna see some pushback on Biden because I mean we uh, I, from what I remember yeah, there was and, some of that with and Obama fake news, which has been everyone loved Obama left will and then like three four years in the right because it's just like you're gonna then there were more like hard line questions and it's already happening. The fake news on the right is so bad. Like, like I've been, I was watching the coverage of the capital I mean, that's thing true. and the right. That's true. The left wasn't great, but the left, the left coverage was better than the right. So like they, the right was like, I was like, you guys, which like, I'm, which like, I bet. Okay. I bet that claim. Dude, they literally I guarantee claimed there was, there was Antifa. some Antifa people there inciting <laughs> violence. They're like doing something right. But like, they tried to claim every single person that a photo was taken of was Antifa. And then you go look at these photos and they'd like literally crop it 
and they'd, they'd be like, look, he's with Antifa people. And it'd be like, no, he's there to protest the Antifa people in this photo you just showed. And then like, if you just zoom out, he's got a Q- QAnon poster. <laughs> like, that's not what this situation is. Stop mm-hmm. fucking lying. It's annoying. It's very annoying. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the unfortunate thing. Well, I think the reason media does it is because the two four like twenty four hours news cycle. I still think there's not much news. The news should be one but hour. But still, a whole twenty four hour, hour. You don't need twenty four hours news show. There's just not. So they have to give you. They have to. They have to make shit up. Yeah, dude. I tell you what. That's who's getting mentally fucked up. Is the people watching twenty four hours of political news. Because all you're doing is getting pissed off. That's what happens. To, that's what always happened to my grandparents. They would just sit around watching news all day. And it's like, dude, I want, and here's what I do in the morning. I listen to 30 minutes of news and they're all five minute, they're all little five minute segments. And you know what the first piece of news I get is from? They're, it's called Good News America. <laughs> and I get five minutes of just like really wholesome news. And then it goes into Reuters and the economy and stuff like that. But that's it. That's all I need. And they don't give me opinions. And in fact, when I'm getting, when I'm consuming my news, like if I'm consuming news on YouTube and I see a clip of Joe Biden talking or something, I'll go on there. And the second that they cut away and then start adding all of these adjectives and describing how I should feel about what he said, that's when I cut away. Because I think that's the issue is that as a media company, the way you get attention is by, you know, basically saying some crazy thing is happening, like a coup. I know. No one's gonna I, tune I in CNN when they're like, "Fucking news." When they're like, "Oh yeah," so I hope you they know, just the thing you saw starve. What ha- happened in the Capitol? Yep, that happened. Like they just, and um, I just uh, like, they're dude. It's not. They're not. Like, CNN does not employ. <laughs> well, I don't know people. about that. There's a lot and of people that's capable their job. of finding new jobs where they would actually be contributing from society instead of detracting. Yeah, like ninety percent of it just fucking blown up, gone, total rehaul. Well, I'm talking about all media. I'm talking about all media because they all do this. I, I, well, I think the true issue is not even, I don't think it's even them, dude. I think the issue is our human nature. And it is because we want to, like, when someone says something blasphemous or insane, we look at it. We but go, I'm what? saying, was that a coup? They're, oh they're my God. Stop like, working after Trump. Because you know, so if you're a company, interesting news. it's like what you do. And so I think you go, well, what's the, like, when we, like, when we have titles, chance it and decentralization, I that's so. going to be in the next four years. I hope so. I mean, I, I'm. Just, I mean, this is why I've been harping on Bitcoin for so long, is because it's the decentralized currency. But it's decentralization through Ethereum and through blockchain technology is going to take over many other parts of our lives. I'm ready for that. I believe that. Uh, one social media, like that, would be the that would be the all of this. You just have a decentralization platform. Two currencies, um, three press, four all of the internet, five. Um, I mean, shit, dude, you can, I mean, it, it can go to a lot of things with the way tech is going. It's just, it's blockchain technology is going to be the backbone of which the future is founded, I believe. Yeah. I yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going away. It seems like a really secure, anything that, anything that is, a, that is secure, that is digital is not going, is going to get bigger. Just by nature, dude. I'll tell you this. And I do not condone investment advice. Invest if you want to listen in to a cybersecurity exchange <laughs> traded fund or into a cybersecurity index. 
<laughs> it that I tell you what, because I work because I work in the IT industry, and I have never seen this amount of these this this volume of breaches, and the just insane amount of money flying into cybersecurity companies right now. So like people are just people are dumping money so they can into these companies so they can get cybersecurity tools, and then when they uh, and then when they get them, I'll have customers where they can't even implement everything, and that's why they keep getting breaches as they buy all the tools, but they don't hire enough people to be able to implement everything, and so you and so then they buy more tools and dump more money into so. If you if so if, if if someone's looking for where a really big trend is, it's cybersecurity. People are dumping we money into see. that left and freaking right right but now. But hey, I think that was a good. And I don't see them stopping, especially with the virtual landscape we're in. Yeah, we did. I'll 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 be uh, yeah. We'll get some video. I'll get the. I think it was. Set up we'll I think we get some fantastic audio, and we'll get some video next time. Later.